What's up? I'm Ben Hale, and this is the Easy Living Yards podcast. Creating a beautiful yard should be easy. Let's jump in and create the dream yard you deserve so you can enjoy more time doing what you love. Hey guys, Ben Hale here. Before we jump into today's show, I just want to take a moment and pause and thank you guys. Express my deepest, sincerest gratitude for you, my listeners of the Easy Living Yards podcast. I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. This gives me so much energy to be able to do this show, and I'm incredibly thankful. So during this Thanksgiving season, I just wanted to take a moment to really say thanks to you for the commitment you're making by being here to change your life through your yard. This means so much to me that you're here wanting to make a positive change in your landscape and to connect that to something that's meaningful for your life. So I want to wish you and your families a very happy Thanksgiving and holiday season. This is such a wonderful time of year. We talk so much about how important the other things besides your landscape are in your life, right? Mowing the grass is not important. Raking the leaves is not so important. Not as much as we make it seem, okay? This is a time of year to cherish the good things you have, to take the time and the space to recharge yourself and to ground yourself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try my hardest to make a commitment to do the things I'm talking about right now, to to really spend some time with family spend some time with friends, and to spend some time just being myself as well. So guys, go on out. Have a wonderful holiday season. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's just tune into the show now. Welcome to episode 95 of the Easy Living Yards podcast. Today we're going to be talking about your questions and your feedback for the show. We're going to do a Q&A show for the month of November. We're going to see if you know what? We can keep this strong. We might even try doing one of these a month. I don't know if we'll get to once a month, but maybe once every other month. Uh, I'd love to share what I'm hearing from you guys, some of the questions, feedback you're giving me, and we can have a discussion. You know, a lot of these questions are broadly applied to a lot of other people that might have questions that might not have reached out. So I want to use this as a platform to share a lot of your questions from you guys and and kind of share them more broadly so in case they can be used uh, for others. So let's jump into today's show. First off, I want to share some reviews left on iTunes recently. And if you guys haven't gone and left a review on iTunes, I'd love to see your review. Also, you know, you can leave a, you know, it's a like a rating and a review. So you can easily leave a rating. Uh, likewise, the reviews are very valuable. If you think about it, maybe how you found this show, if you're using iTunes, you may have looked at some reviews of some of your favorite shows before listening to them, uh, deciding to, you know, download an episode or two and try it out and also to subscribe to it. So, um, you know, these reviews are super helpful. So if you appreciate what you're hearing on the show, I'd love to get your review uh, in order to help us reach more people just like you that are looking to transform your lives through your landscapes. Super helpful for me. An easy way you can go and help out the show. I'll leave a link in the show notes. You can go over to uh, the the show notes and, and click on that link and it'll take you right to the 
the review page. Likewise, if you're in your podcasting app, an Apple uh, podcasting app, there's an easy way to leave a review right there. So let's listen to what the Austin Gardener has to say. Great frameworks, but would like more concrete info. I love Ben's passion and appreciate his overall philosophy on what landscaping can and should be. Unfortunately, a lot of the episodes don't contain tactical steps or specific concrete information. A few guests have added that, but I'd love added to that, but I'd love Ben to go beyond sharing the broad ideas to actionable steps. So Austin Gardner, thank you for the feedback. Uh, I try and give a mixed bag of of shows so some you know quite a bit more broad recently we've been on some kind of lofty shows right going deep into maybe a little bit if you think about the psychology behind why we do what we do and and what that matters for our landscapes i'm very big on you know deliberate living and you know taking concrete action in order to influence what we do including in our landscapes and so uh, that's kind of fed into a lot of the shows recently and i hope you've gotten value out of that too you know some of that broader higher level stuff really feeds down into the details as well um, you know a lot of my earlier shows were actually very uh, specific and detailed <laughs> i got actually some feedback that went the other way is you get a little too nitty-gritty so you know i try to provide a mix and and so what i'm going to do is uh austin gardner if you're listening i'd love for you to check out there's a episode i did kind of a roundup episode at the end of 2018 uh, uh where I rounded up the best DIY landscaping episodes from the previous year. And I broke those out in that in that episode. So basically it refers back to a bunch of previous shows that go into specific topics. And so I kind of organized it and broke it out. If you guys are looking for something specific, go on over to, there's a link in the show notes, uh, episode 47. So you can also just navigate to it by going to easylivingyards.com slash episode 47. And so episode 47 is kind of that roundup episode where we talked about a lot of the better shows throughout the year of 2018 and and kind of organize them via specific stages of landscaping and specific steps uh, of what to do as well. So I hope you find value in that, that there are a lot of episodes earlier on that I went a lot more specific into things. And I didn't really, you know, I didn't want to repeat um, a whole lot. So you know what I'll do is I hear your feedback, and so I appreciate that. And I'll try and get some more specific shows as well. So kind of we'll zoom in, zoom out, various different episodes uh, to to get more specific into certain things and also kind of zoom out more broadly in, in other areas as well. So Austin Gardner, thank you for review. Again, if you guys want to leave a review, uh, head on over to iTunes to do so or Apple Podcasts, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I have another review too from Sierra Dawn and Sierra Dawn says, good ideas. This podcast is just what I've been looking for. I've been searching for a podcast about overall DIY landscaping and this is perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Sierra Dawn for the awesome review. And I, you know, I really appreciate these review guys. So it's a wonderful way to see that I am providing value to you guys. And so, um, thank you, Sierra, for, for going out of the way in, in leaving a review. I really appreciate that. Um, this show has been helpful for you. Let's get on into your questions, guys. So the first question I have is a question from Christine from Massachusetts. And so I'm going to read through, um, some of Christine's details of what she's dealing with here. I have 12 years of overgrown yard that is needed to be cleared. I've ignored it since we moved in because I don't know anything about it. And that means I don't know how to take care of this. I have different buckets of work, odd plantings or old plantings in front of the house, the side yard, the patio, 
plants along the back of the house, and what is hindering me is the actual mechanics. Some weeds are easily whacked down, some are viney and woody near the roots, and some are densely packed, and even ditch lilies that I'm not optimistic about removing all the roots. I feel like I don't know where to start with what equipment I need. I have some hedge trimmers and a handsaw. And then, what am I supposed to do with all the branches, leaves, and brush? It feels like I have a special kind of overwhelm I didn't hear you cover in your overwhelm episodes. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Christine, thank you for sending this question to me. I did reach back to you with some answers, so hopefully you got those. Um, I'd love to hear back from you. And also, if you're listening and you didn't get those answers, let me know too. Uh, Likewise, any of you guys I talk about today, uh, if you haven't heard back from me, please let me know. Um, So... Sometimes, you know, emails, they end up in the spam folder or whatever. Uh, just kind of the tough thing sometimes with contacting uh, various folks as we do these Q&A. So if you guys haven't heard back from me, please let me know if you've reached out to me with a question. All right, so I had a few tips for, for what uh, Christine's talking about here. Um, so first, I have some good news. If you're dealing with a completely overgrown, crazy yard, you know, the the silver lining is you have a clean start, right? You don't have to think about what to save, what to do, whatever. We can tackle your yard one chunk at a time and turn it into something beautiful. So that's that's the silver lining. The tougher news with with any sort of overgrown yard or just you know dilapidated yard that's been left undone, um, you know left go, left to rewild, whatever you want to call it, um, it takes a lot of work. It does take a lot of work to to change it. Okay, so that's just the reality. It's a tough pill to swallow, and so the the best thing we can do is to plan that out appropriately so we can tackle it as best as possible, maximize our efforts, maximize the amount of cost we put into something like this, and and to get the best value out of it. So it's not going to happen overnight, but it's something we can tackle. So if you're feeling super overwhelmed, first off, don't worry. This happens. <laughs> I feel this way too. Our yards, we still have a lot of work to do with our, our half acre yard that I'd love to transform. And we started with a similar landscape, things completely overgrown, uh, just crazy, you know, big English ivy growing everywhere that was taking over stuff, um, tons of poison ivy throughout our landscape. So I get it. And it, t- it does take a lot of work, but it's, it's tackleable. It's something you can do. And it can also, if you have a family or whatever, it can, it can actually turn out to be a fun family project in some sort of ways. And going through it sometimes doesn't always feel so, but um, it leaves some good memories and some good uh, things to do together. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I made that sound very fun. Anyway, I meant to make that sound fun. <laughs> All right, so Christine, here's some specifics. First, you have some hedge trimmers and a handsaw. That's a start, right? Especially for those woody stems, you can you know you can tackle a lot of them with some, a handsaw. It depends on how big they are, of course, but that's what I, uh, you can do with a lot of those shrubs. Um, if you just need to blank the slate out and to really rip stuff out of there, I would suggest doing it one section at a time. So plan out one specific space that you'd like to change and have some plans about what you're going to do. And here's why. Because if you just go in there and rip a bunch of stuff out, and if you do it across your whole property and you don't replace it with anything, you're going to deal with more of the same thing. More stuff is going to come in and to try and grow in that space and to try and basically recolonize the space. That's what nature wants to do, right? You leave a blank slate, nature fills it in, they try and repair the soil, right? All 
all that's what weeds do is they're repairing soil they're adding nutrients back to the space and then eventually it'll you know depending on what ecosystem you're in if you're in massachusetts eventually if you left your yard just completely undone you know left bare soil bare earth eventually it would succeed into a forest right And, and so what we do with landscaping is we manage that space so it succeeds the way we want it to, whether we want it to be a lawn or we want it to be a nice garden bed or, you know, we want some trees or whatever. We manage that that growth process, right? That's what landscaping is. And so for you, I would suggest tackling one space at a time. Figure out what the most important space is, either from the amount you can afford to spend on the space, the amount of time you have, Uh, the most uh, visually appealing space or the most functional need you have. If you have something that's not serving you functionally, that's usually the first place to start. So, for example, if you have just a walkway coming up to your front porch from your driveway and you can't even walk through it, that's your first project because you want to be able to get to your front door, if that makes sense. So that's a functional need that needs to be tackled first before you even worry about making it pretty. You got to make it work first. Okay. So an example of that too is in our yard, we had a giant uh, above ground pool that was just left. And so it was like a half recessed above ground pool. So like it was this like two foot depression and it was just a giant circular pit that was left in our backyard when we moved in. And it was filled with like mattresses, box springs, and, and just like like tons of like sharp metal, like every worst nightmare that a parent wants for their child, right? Rusty metal, glass, broken sharp objects. There was even like a steak knife in there. It was, it was crazy. Anyway, so what happened too is when that pool was put in, it, the area was regraded where it like shunted water straight to the back of our house so there was this pooling that happened at the back of our house right by our foundation every time it rained and and that can cause major structural problems to a home with a basement especially and so we had to tackle that grading project first to regrade that back area of course clean out all the nasty debris as well before we could focus on beauty and so Focus on the functional need first, then focus on making something pretty as well. Something that makes you happy about your space, proud of your space. So usually the most impactful is the front garden bed. And if, and so what you can do is plan on tackling some small project first. Even if, it's, if, if you're completely overwhelmed, you might even want to think something smaller, like right by your mailbox or something if you have a front mailbox. So a very small win can be very impactful and give you energy to move forward. So focus on the small win if you're completely overwhelmed, completely frozen in space. Then think about the most impactful project from a beauty standpoint. So like your front garden bread. Then expand out from there, one project at a time, clear out the space, reestablish new plants in that space that can thrive, and then move on. And of course, make sure you stop to enjoy the progress you're making too. All right, I hope that's helpful. Please reach out to me if you have any more questions. Let's move on to another question we've got from Perry. So Perry asks, so Perry is in Central California so Central Valley, California. I have a weed-covered backyard, perhaps a tenth of an acre, needing focus. 
There's a patio and an in-ground pool with a rock waterfall. I need something low-maintenance with hard substrate for wheelchair or scooter access. I'm considering xeriscaping. I live in Northern California. Okay, Northern California, Mediterranean climate, zone 9A or 9B, which is temperature range 20 degrees Fahrenheit all the way to 115 Fahrenheit. Cost is a factor, although I haven't worked out a budget yet. Um, You think we could come up with a plan? Okay, so I kind of did a little bit of back and forth with Perry, and um, he sent a few photos as well, which were really informative. And he has this beautiful in-ground pool right in the middle of his backyard, some beautiful rock landscaping around it as well, and then a nice uh, durable pathway that kind of circulates around through the backyard. So there's a, some nice bones there as well. But the rest of the landscape is kind of left a little bit neglected. So in between this this path and the, and the pool and uh, surrounding it as well is basically kind of a lot of just kind of almost like dirt and then a few scrubby plants here and there, but not much else. And so it's, it kind of looks a little bit bare, a little bit like like somebody got a good start on a project, but then they kind of just left it. There's also a beautiful, beautiful shade tree toward the back of the backyard that just kind of provides some what appears to be pretty nice shade toward the back there. And so when we're thinking about your yard, Perry, here's um, some questions. First, uh, the classic xeriscaping design, as you as you asked about, I think would look awesome here, uh, especially it fits into your climate as well. You have a Mediterranean-style climate. You have pretty dry... Um, climate throughout a good chunk of the warmer months of the year. So you get some rain early on in the year, some nice moisture coming in, but then it's pretty dry. So xeriscaping matches that well. For those of you who don't know, xeriscaping is basically drought-tolerant landscaping. And so it can have like kind of almost like a, you know, various styles depending on what you want. So it could have a very like desert-looking style that can still look very beautiful. It can incorporate a lot of rock landscaping. Um, you can um, have a lot of, you know, harder surface materials like that. And also some succulent-style uh, plants, very drought-tolerant plants. Or it can also be something that's more just your typical looking landscape with a lot of plant coverage and just those plants are focused to be uh, water tolerant as well. So depending on what you want, uh, that's your style. Uh, But I think here specifically, the focus would be drought tolerance, especially if you want it to be low maintenance. So you cover that space with things that are very drought hardy, uh, whether it's certain grasses that would look really beautiful there. Of course, your succulents as well, um, your, your kind of your desert plants as well, um, would also look very beautiful. And Perry, I'm going to follow up with you. Uh, the UC Davis Arboretum has a wonderful plant resource as well for uh, drought tolerant landscaping. I think you would find it helpful with a selection of a lot of mostly native plants um, that would look really beautiful in your space. Now, the other point of focus here is uh, that you want wheelchair access and that's important so uh, with the existing path you have of course I would recommend keeping it as open as possible and not planting too too large of plants too close to that landscape space right there right next to your path uh, because that can be difficult getting a wheelchair or a scooter through that space if the plants are flopping over on top of the sidewalk area if that makes sense so you want to have basically shorter growing um, kind of clump forming plants that are closer to that sidewalk and the farther away you can have those taller plants that maybe don't need management throughout the year as much and um, and aren't going to get in the way of your existing access. 
Now, if you want additional pathways, you could additionally add some poured concrete pavement, kind of like you have with that sidewalk, or you could go with something like a, a crushed gravel or something that would look really good in that space. Maybe especially if you coordinate some of that rock color with your existing um, your existing path, so kind of match or coordinate your crushed gravel with that path a little bit, or you could starkly contrast it too uh, if it if you think it looks nice. And um, and so like a something like kind of like a quarter inch crushed gravel would um, actually do pretty well if you kind of compact it a bit uh, and put a good base down. Um, it could do well with wheelchair access as well. So something to think about there if you don't want to go all out. Um, that's probably a little bit easier than something like a paver type path, um, which would be doable, but it might require um, some management, especially because you still get some frost there uh, certain times of the year. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, so I hope that answers your question pretty well there. Uh, as far as getting a start, maybe you want to talk about like landscaping closer in toward, you know, around the pool area first. And then if you get a kind of a win there, again, focus on expanding out. So again, tackle the project one bit at a time with the most impactful spaces first parts that you find most important, and then work your way out through the landscape. It's what I suggest most of the time, and I think it would work out here as well. So I hope that helps. Um, If you have any follow-up questions, likewise, uh, give me a shout-out. So next, I've got an email from Ashley, and Ashley says, Hey there, Ben. I wanted to reach out and send over a little thank you note on behalf of your Butterfly Gardens and Pollinator Gardens page. Plus, I feel like nobody just sends happy, positive feedback anymore. Every summer, my neighbor Lisa and I always team up to make our gardens big and beautiful. But at the beginning of this year, when our gardens hit full bloom, we noticed that we didn't have any bees or butterflies around. We couldn't figure out why we weren't attracting wildlife. When we got bird feeders and hummingbird feeders, and then they started to slowly come around. Or then we got bird feeders and hummingbird feeders, and they started to slowly come around. We decided that we were going to look up different ways to attract bees and butterflies, and that's when Lisa and I came across your page. We bookmarked it and referred to it almost all summer. We found the perfect flowers and plants for our flying friends. Now that everyone has grown in, I see all different types of bees, birds, hummingbirds, and butterflies. The bees are absolutely love my sunflowers that I put in. The different bees love the variety of different plants now. My favorite ones are the little are the little yellow ones that land on me when I'm watering or playing around outside. Okay, so Ashley, thanks so much for the feedback. It really warms my heart that you actually found uh, an impactful and measurable difference with uh, one of my episodes. So I really appreciate you reaching out and sharing that. Thanks. <laughs> I do sometimes feel like nobody just sends happy, positive feedback anymore. So I really appreciate that happy, positive feedback. And... Um, I want to give you a sincere thank you myself uh, for letting me know that um, you found value in that episode. So I'll provide a link to you guys for those of you who haven't checked out. It's episode 62, the butterfly and pollinator gardening episode. I had a lot of fun with that one. And, you know, it's really important to me. I'm really enjoying that our front landscape right now has been a... So I'm recording this uh, just for you guys' illustration purposes. Um, Uh a few weeks early. So, um, we actually still have blooms on some of our asters and our, um, mountain mint out front. And they're just a hum of activity with all the insects on them, uh, trying to get as much, uh, 
as much nectar sources in before the cold winter hits. And so it's we kind of have a late fall here. I'm really enjoying the beautiful weather. I hope you are as well. Um, and, uh, the, you know, the, the insects are really trying to take advantage of the, the kind of late warmish weather that we've had as well. So, Ashley, I hope you've been really enjoying your new garden as well. You and Lisa, Lisa as well, your neighbor. And um, I really appreciate that you've been able to make a difference. I want to hear from you and and hear if you've had any photos that you could share or whatever. Um, share those with me and I can, um, you know, share more along with our podcast listeners here as well. So uh, thank you. And um, guys, I'm going to wrap up there. Uh, you know, thanks again for all the feedback and connection you guys have had with the show. It means a lot to me to hear from you, uh, to feel like we're building a community together. I hope that's how you guys feel about this show and about what you're doing here with Easy Living Yards. Along that note, for building community, again, of course, it's super helpful to leave a review on iTunes, which a link is in the show notes. Likewise, if you guys want to check out, you can always go over to uh, our Facebook group, uh, which is, um, or well, the easiest way to find us is probably uh, just facebook.com slash easy living yards if you search for us we'll pop up and um usually it's my wife over there managing the social media scene because i just get way too distracted when i get on social media so usually she's the one kind of having some fun over there with you guys and um sharing some cool stuff and also letting me know when and when uh i need to focus on something as well and um also we're on instagram uh easy living or instagram.com slash easy living yards i'll have a link to both of those in the show notes uh along with some of the shows that we talked about today so we just talked about episode 62 uh the pollinator garden episode as well as episode 47 which is the big roundup post of twenty or 2018 uh, of the best DIY landscaping episodes from 2018. As always, guys, if you want to reach out with a question, I'd love to hear from you guys. You might get a chance to be on the show like this too, uh, featured on the show. So go on over to easylivingyards.com slash ask. Right there, there's, there's a quick, super easy form to fill out to ask me a question. Uh, of course, I ask for a little bit of detail, just like Perry and um and Christine gave today about you know what region you're in a few details about your your situation you're talking about so we can really diagnose how to make a measurable difference in your landscape all right guys one more thing if you're listening to this in November soon after the podcast airs i've got a cool new feature that i'm trying to uh launch and I want you to be aware of it in case this is something interesting to you. So I am offering free live trainings on various topics over the next month or so. And I'm going to test out this new idea to see how much you guys like it. So if you're interested on what to do with your yard now so you can stop stressing and enjoy life more, that's the first topic I'm going to talk about. These will be live trainings. So go on over, check out the link for the next live training in the show notes, you can go over to easylivingyards.com slash live to check out the information and join for the next live call. I'm super excited to work live with you guys to be able to talk with you, answer your questions at the end of the training as well. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a specific topic. So in this one, it will be what to do with your yard now so you can stop stressing and enjoy life more. So if you're interested in that topic and 
If you're overwhelmed with your landscape, if you feel stressed about your landscape, this is the perfect opportunity to really get some just helpful training to get started on what to do with your landscape next. So I'm super excited to work with you guys. After the training, I'll have a live Q&A as well where we can I can answer your questions. So there's like a live chat option. And so after I'm done doing the training piece or the, you know, the session, whatever you want to call it, then I will answer your specific questions and we'll go through them and, and really try and make a positive difference in your landscape. So if you're interested, go on over, check it out, easylivingyards.com slash live. I look forward to chatting with you guys. Cheers. Guys, thanks again for all the wonderful feedback you had. And I hope you guys got some value out of this show as well. Thanks, Christine. Thanks, Perry, for the wonderful questions. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you live with passion and make tomorrow better than today.